and it is bourbonblog.com live cigar saturday uh welcome to our first bourbon blog cigar saturday of the new year of 2021 we're so glad to be back with you i'm tom fisher this is maddie rock joining us live from uh the world famous sanjas there in uh in new jersey and how's everything your way maddie i'm hanging in there my brother everybody out there if it sounds a little wacky my audio is uh, not so good there's a Apple bug fix going on out there. So hope everybody hears me clearly. But yep, hope everybody had a good New Year. We're here at uh, here at Sanja's. And who you hear right now is is Oreo, San Sanja's dog. So San Oreo could make a, uh, a cameo appearance at any time. Oreo might be coming around. And uh, I'm here, of course, at Bourbon Blog headquarters. It's uh, I'm good. in the 30s tonight, enjoying a cigar here outside as we wait for our good friend, Ernie Padilla. Uh, founder of Padilla Cigars, and he will be joining us here in just a few minutes. Now, you have a, you're actually, you're smoking one of the cigars. Is that true right now? Or you're going to be? You're going to be showcasing some of his Padilla cigars. Ernie should be on his way in. I just got a text in a, uh, in a couple of seconds, so we'll talk some stuff. So, um, Ron, not surprisingly, has known Ernie for 20 something years as well. <laughs> Noting for a little while, I see uh, Randy and Kevin. Hey, I see a lot of people joining. Tell us or tweet back to us or tell us below what you're sipping, smoking, or both tonight. And please take a moment while we have a lot of great people in here and just share, share, share this. Share this video right now, wherever you share it. If you do share it, you get entered in to win uh, some of that bourbon coffee from our friends at Janus Coffee Roasters. And some good news coming soon, uh, Maddie. Uh, Shad and I have been working on this wonderful coffee with the um, that's been finished in bourbon, uh, Breckenridge bourbon barrels. So we'll be bringing a little news on that. I do see Ernie's about to come in. Maddie is having a little Manhattan special. Is that right? Cheers. You're uh, with your adult drink on, and I'm going to be doing my uh, my Manhattan special. So we've done this before. Get a little bit of my yeah my coffee drink on. I can now hear you back perfectly as well. So. All right. I'm, I'm waiting to fire the cigar, so everybody out there, before Ernie gets back on, so Sanj, as we know, loves to hoard, uh, hoard cigars, and he has quite the collection. Right, Aurea? Um So we have, we have some really, really old Ernie stuff that I don't think Ernie knows that we have, so he'll, uh, I'm going to have Ernie choose what I'm going to be smoking this evening that should aggravate him, because he probably doesn't. And again, make sure that you subscribe to this Twitter YouTube or Facebook channel, and also bookmark this bourbonblog.com forward slash live because we do this throughout the week. We do it every Saturday night for Cigar Saturday, but we do a lot of great interviews. We're going to have our friends from Kings County on uh, Wednesday night, or actually Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, talking about their bourbon. But I'm going to ask Ernie, Ernie, can you hear us? And give us a thumbs up if you're ready, Ernie. You ready for us? Okay, here comes Ernie. So uh, without further ado, uh, we're bringing on camera Ernie Padilla. Of Padilla Cigars. How's it hey, going? How are you doing? Here I am in a garage with a light. There we go. Yes. Kind of the fuck? Why can't I? There he is. That Great. Hey, I like I like the garage. Great backdrop. Uh, where are you joining us from tonight, Ernie? I'm from uh, Burbank, California, in Hollywood Studio. No, I'm not in Burbank, California. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas. You got the hat game going, bro. You know that makes me happy. What's that? Got the hat game going. That makes me happy, baby. But I, I got the more hair, though. So I went. Oh, Jesus. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a lot of hair going on in that whole yeah. 
I'm actually uh, I'm eating Texas pizza. This is unbelievable. God, so, so Texas pizza, very nice. I, I told him you were having a pizza break. It was all right. Everyone's gonna get their pizza. Is there is there a favorite uh, Texas pizzeria that you that you go to? This place is called New York Joe's. Oh, here, bro. Mm. <laughs> Keep no. in mind, I grew up in New Jersey. Okay, so so you know, New York, New you're talking about New York style. Come on. Uh, actually, I was on the phone with our buddy Phil, and the um, and he and he goes, "You're crazy." I, I, he says, "You're crazy. It's gonna taste like ketchup. What are you doing? You're out of your mind. You're a lunatic." I said, "I, I have to have a pizza. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so curious. I've driven by this place. It's like it's probably gonna be horrible." Okay. I walk in, I wait, and I'm talking to Phil. I go, wow, look at this. Uh, it actually looks legit. It's not the best pizza in the world. Absolutely not. But, oh, my God, dude, they do not know pizza here. Uh, so, you know, look, great brisket. I've been eating a lot of great brisket, a lot of text mess stuff, stuff that I, you know, see before. I know you had mentioned to me about uh, New Jersey having good barbecue, and I go, get out of here. Yeah. And that's, uh, like I said, when you come up here, we're going to go see Robert's show together, who we had on the show. And, and Ernie, there's somebody who wants who wants to do a little trash talking to you, standing right over here. <laughs> hey, Sanj. Um, how are you? What's going Good on, brother? Good to see you. Nice I to remember. see you, sir. You're the guy who would never buy any of my cigars. Yeah, I remember you. you. Hey, listen. <laughs> I have ample stuff. Shit I got that you ain't got. Really? He wants Whoa. me to... He, now you're gonna choose what I'm smoking tonight, Ernie. Check this out. This is uh You don't have mm. this, Ernie. Very nice, right? So you. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the Miami. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, I like it. Oh. The Dominus. Actually, wow, what are you doing all this shit? <laughs> I think I'm going for the Dabo Madero, Aaron. Oh, that's very nice. Can, can you hold that up a little bit more? I want to see something. Can you can you bring it up? Let me see something. To the guarantee label. Mm. And the the one label. Yeah. Right here. Ah, okay. Got it. Oh, very nice. Nice. So nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Ernie all, all sealed boxes. Maddie's gonna open it. What what am I smoking, Ernie? Is that the 1932 there? Yes. Yeah, it's a very nice uh, cigar. What can I say? That one's one of the first we came out with. And and I have a lot more shit in my basement. Really? Old shit. Where 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 are you at again? <laughs> oh, now you know how he's from New Jersey. He's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm messing with the <laughs> a secret stash of the Padilla cigars. So some of these you haven't seen for a while, Ernie. Right, right? You said smoke that. All right, we're po yeah. we're popping it open live. How old are these? This is about oof, right, twenty years old, 18, 19 years old. Brand new box. Hold on, thank you. Uh -huh. All right. Oh, ten years old. There you go. Oh, mm. it's wow. the unboxing. So these are nineteen years old. These have been. That's how. No, those are those are about uh, that version is uh, got easily ten years of age on it. Eleven, oh. twelve. That one. Ah, hold on, it's twenty twenty one. So yeah, it's. Yes, yes, you're right. You're correct. You're correct. 
Mm-hmm. I have the other ones that was made by so, uh, Pepin. Is that yeah? We had the we had the thirty twos uh, Pepin yeah. stuff too. So he's 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 got the Padilla goods, baby. They're smoking well. Yep. So we're we're gonna go fire we're gonna go fire one of these up. So Ernie, let the uh, let let the cigar and bourbon world know what you've been up to lately, brother. Yes. Do do tell us. I brought some cigars too. <laughs> Oh, Ernie's got stuff. Um, hmm. Really? I can't believe I didn't grab a... Hmm. I mean, like a prototype blend. I don't know why I... I'm sure. Very nice. Is bourbon guy smoking? Yeah, no, I am. I'm, I'm having a little... Uh, I'm having one of the acids, and I'm having uh, some some peerless here. Uh, that's So this is my pairing right now. Is that any good, that Peerless? It's wonderful. I'm having a single barrel rye whiskey. It's from Louisville, Kentucky. I do recommend it, especially uh, when enjoying a good cigar. What do you like to sip on there, Ernie, when you're, when you're uh, smoking a cigar? So I'm having a Coca-Cola right now. Um, I like it. You know, I a friend of mine is uh, very into bourbon. Um, I'm, I guess, a novice. But uh, I would get uh, Colonel Taylor's. Yeah, that's uh, a nice one. Any of them. Uh, uh, let's see. I just bought this thing called Walking Stick. Eh, it was like, yeah, we sell to Specs Liquors, which is the largest liquor chain here in Texas. Right. And uh, they're, yeah. they're also the largest cigar retailer. And so, you know, I've been in there a couple of times. And, uh, and you know, guys, like, try this. You'll be surprised by it, whatever. It was okay. I, I didn't find it. I've had some very good bourbon because of Jonathan Drew. Uh, has been nice enough to share some crazy Pappy Van Winkles and yep. all that stuff and some other stuff that I don't recall. But okay, so what's the closest to Blanton's? I know that's horrible to say, and I hate when people say that about cigars too. You know, I, there's a lot of great uh, bourbons, especially that's, that's the original single barrel bourbon that uh, was introduced in 1983. Uh, you know, I do love Blanton's. Blanton's is tougher to find. It is a little more expensive um, than it used to be, but it's always a real pleasure that uh, it has some great barrel notes. Um, you know, I, 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 as far as single barrels go, I really like the single barrels Peerless does, but there's so many great ones I like. Um I, I love the Blantons. I love what Buffalo Trace does. There it comes not owned by Buffalo Trace, but it does come from Buffalo Trace property. I see that uh, the bourbon world is very similar to the cigar world in that a lot of brands are made in the same uh, facilities. Yes, yes, a lot Do of. You notice that there's a profile then that you get from stuff coming out of Buffalo Trace or Willet or. A lot of times it's that warehouse where the where the uh, the bourbon is aged, maybe a, a similar recipe. Uh, that's what's often been said about the W. L. Weller has a similar recipe and a similar, somewhat of a similar note as the Pappies, because a lot of it comes from the same warehouse. Warehouse aged there at uh, Buffalo Trace, but Can there you are. Say, some, do you like Pappy? I do. Yeah. Get yeah. a Weller. That's what. Yeah, I think that that is a that's that's part of what's made Weller um, a lot more expensive and a lot tougher to find. Uh, there are some really wonderful bourbons that could be 15 years plus, like the Pappies, that are a little easier to find, but they are getting rarer and rarer, and it seems like 10 years plus is now considered very old for a bourbon, whereas it used to not be wow. uh, all that old. 
Huh. We do all we can to find whiskeys and talk about whiskeys too that are uh, oh. easier to find so that we can all know we can get some, especially when it comes to, um, you know, the guests we feature on here. But we, we love tasting extremely rare uh, whiskeys. I tried a, uh, a, a, a bourbon. Actually, it's um, distributed by, um, um, well, the Sazerac family with Buffalo Trace in the U.S. It's called the Last Drop distiller series back about a month ago that was from 1980 and i got a very small sample of it and it um goes for four thousand dollars a bottle they only made in the hundreds of bottles because it was so so old um so we love trying rare stuff and and how it taste what's that did it taste like a gurkha how did it taste yeah <laughs> well it uh it was old it's one of those that had been aged for over 20 years and it had a you know had some good notes and it was pretty amazing it really was Interesting. Yeah. Well, what's the best? I hate when people also say, what's the best? No. What are the top two, three bourbons that I should always have on hand? You know. It's tough. I There's so many that I like. Okay. So the ones that I would, I always like having on hand. Um, I, I do really love the Peerless, the Peerless Rye and the, um, Peerless Bourbon. I do love the Peerless Collections. I really enjoyed the Jeffersons. I'm a big fan of the Ocean because it's been part of it's been aged in the back of a ship. Uh, I love that one. I that love sounds, something that, that sounds a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's really that nice. Sounds like a bunch of dudes in a room. We're like, yo, what we gonna come up with? <laughs> Donnie, get out there. Take off your MAGA hat. It's over. Stop the steal. <laughs> and, and they're like, Chad, what you got? Like shut up! I ain't got the ocean, motherfucker. I went to the ocean the other day. Let's go with that. That's, that's, it's that's it's like. the movement of the barrel, but yes, it's always good to it's good to see brainstorming sessions happen. I I agree that it can be. Okay, all right. I, I think, think that I'm gonna oh, come out with cigars aged on a boat. We we could do that. We could <laughs> we could come. We could uh, have the the agitation of the of the rocking of the uh, the boat. Uh, maybe it will do something to the tobacco as well. I'm sure it could. I might sell the Michael I see the brand of that already called the, the Padilla. Dot dot dot. I'm on a motherfucking boat. That's that right. works. I like that. <laughs> sold already. Ernie sold. Oh, I like, I'm in. It's seen the whole world, you know. I like just doing, you know, find something local too. You know, I mean, I always tell people find something local. It has a story wherever you're based. There's probably a craft distillery someplace 20 or 30 minutes away from you. So, Texas. I don't know. <laughs> some some great uh some great craft distilleries in texas uh i really i'm a big fan of the balcones they're from waco uh that's one of them that i really enjoy the balcones um the garrison brothers is also quite nice uh i see a lot of people tell us down below your favorite this is the thing i've seen quite a few people drinking some whiskeys and beers tell us down below maybe your favorite uh craft distillery and as you keep on watching us uh, doing our thing here. Uh, make sure you like this and share this, and uh, we'll make sure and enter you for the chance to win that uh, that coffee at the end of the night. But uh, what, how how you liking that cigar? That cigar has been aging or not aging? It's been sitting there for a while. Um, and and Ernie, knows. tell us I about love, one thing that's always about Ernie cigars is the consistency. And uh, and like I said, you're talking about a stick. You're looking at the ash in this. Uh, talking over a decade old. Um, the flavors still still coming off of this are amazing, leathery, uh, toasty. I mean, I love it. Like um, one of our mutual friends, Tom, you know him, Bill Smolowitz, who's probably on here now. He uh, he he'll kill a man for some of the 
level 32. I think Malowitz. I think yeah. he's actually killed two people already for real, and he's still on the run. But that gives you an idea. Yeah, but he's such a nice guy that people were like, "It's okay." That, that, you know, that's why you never expected he'd whack two people for it. There you go, right, Smolowitz? I know you're listening. Smolowitz <laughs> has got no problems in the world. A lot of a lot of good people popping in. We see, I see Sean Williams popped in. Thanks, Sean, for watching. Mark, uh, Irene, Craig, lots of great people uh, that um, that are tuning in on our first. Cigar Saturday of the uh, of the new year, and we do this every week on uh, Saturday nights. Maddie and I do um, at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we're we're talking about Padilla cigars. And uh, Eddie, um, you know, I think we should explore the uh, the, the the boat uh, idea uh, through through the new year. But uh, what what are the uh, what 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 new have you been working on? What's what else is going on? You know, I was so hungry, I went ran out to get a. Uh, uh, this pizza, which I shouldn't have, and I didn't grab one, which I want to light up now, which I might say, hey, can I run upstairs and grab one, which is the uh, the Padilla 88th anniversary, which is kind of a follow-up uh, to the 1932 that he's smoking there, um, which is named after the year my father was born in a tobacco plantation in Cuba. That sounds like some marketing bullshit, too, except it's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, in a boat, though. Add in a boat, I'm telling you. Yeah. And uh, and so I was like, okay, let's not go crazy with the nail. Let's just follow up with that and do it in a different format, which I wasn't sure about. But Abdel Fernandez, who we blended it with, which I've worked with for like, I don't know, over a decade ago before he was, before he had all the cool hats. This is like a cheapo hat. I started wearing his, he's got like the cool like you know, hats down there uh, in his ads. Um, and uh, it's really nice. That one, believe it or not, um, I hate when people say that, uh, but that one, the story on that one is kind of funky because I was working on two projects, one, the Padilla Poetica, beautiful band that was going to be printed in Holland. I even cigar aficionado showed the line work, line art. It was, uh, I designed it with the lady who designed the Opus X band from Fuente. Uh, and, uh, and everything was kind of ready. I was really working on the blend and the, and the design, and, and, and then it was going to be printed in this specific printer in Holland called Rydag. Uh, this does a tremendous job, uh, prints the Opus X and many beautiful labels. And uh, and then, you know, Abdel was going to do it. And then at the same time, I had this uh, 88th anniversary concept, too. I go, you know, I just really wanted to now do these uh, uh, higher-end, um, and I don't mean it just like price point, but really special cigars because we do a lot of volume cigars. We do cigars in all kinds of different price points. So, um, you know, I while I was working on that, there was uh, someone who ate a bat in China or something. And uh, next thing you know, everybody's coughing and the whole world's upside down and the madness. And I'm like, what? And it, it was just, I remember it was just coming. I mean, I remember sitting with a friend from Italy in January and this and was talking about him he's a big cigar guy and everything and then uh it just it just you know it seemed like March was just crazy and uh so I put that on hold but before I did that I I uh, these uh made about 2,000 cigars I had a thousand cent during the middle of pandemic I wasn't sure if we we're gonna get there I like carefully like you know I like it was like you know I was disinfecting every like I was like and I you know after a week, you're like, I don't give a damn. Take me down, you know. I just smoke the damn thing. Uh, and i forgotten that there was another thousand sitting there that were the salesman samples. You know, a few sales reps to give out to some of the uh, stores. 
to see how they like it and blah 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 and uh and it and I said, well, now's the time to bring them up and uh, watch it. And, and so that I had two projects going on. The Poetico will come out soon. So these that uh, we have on our website. That's how I like when people transition to that. Nice. Also, my book will be coming out. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> but but we did bring up only a thousand cigars which we had, put them in five packs. I said, let's let's get them out there. Let's let's see what people think. Um, and uh, the reaction's been very nice so far. People have uh, received them, but it's 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 very unique. It's, it has a year of age. That's there's a lot of talk about this tobacco is 20 years aged, found under my grandmother's panty. I, I think I'll get me the fuck out. Of here. That's the same people in the marketing meeting. So that doesn't really. This is actually very very rare that this happens. Extremely rare. Because we're in the business of selling cigars, the tobacco already takes many years to age, you know. Uh, but yeah, I think at the most that any brand maybe give us cigars is that's a production cigar is three six months, you know. The rest is bullshit. Except if you happen to have a pandemic, which happened with the Padilla Miamis too. That was another one which I make a small production down in Miami, in Little Havana. And uh, they're like, uh, you know, Sandra runs that operation. She's a uh, Cuban descent, but she grew up in New Jersey. So she's got this accent. Honey, what are we going to do? The city of Miami says we got to shut down. This is incredible. I got the cigars here. I go, I don't know, Sandra. Just hold on to them. Let's, let's wait and see what happens. And, uh, and the fact that we shut down for a little bit and these cigars were sitting in these aging rooms. Like she really has a beautiful, nice, small, little cedar aging room. So they were just perfectly just sitting there for like those had about yeah probably uh yeah over six months to eight months of age after i gotta look back and remember uh they were great they were just you know allowing a cigar in those conditions and they were aging together as a wheel i wonder if that did anything i don't know just the aromas the cedar i don't know it, it it's very nice excellent and again if anyone wants to check out the and hopefully everybody does the yeah. side, i'm putting it down here below that's padillascigars.com that's where you can uh you can find you can find where to buy them. Can you buy them for that, that website? Right, yeah. yeah, everything. My camera's like backwards. Oh, here. There we go. You got it that way. That way. So um, yeah, this is something kind of a little different that we've done that I don't think any cigar company has done. Did do, do the bourbon companies sell direct? Do they do that? Do you have any brand? We are seeing more and more during the pandemic that uh, the laws are loosening up uh, as such to where they can ship uh, to certain states. Uh, the company, the distilleries themselves uh, within state, there's been a few other laws that have uh, loosened up in recent months. And I think we'll be seeing more and more of that. Uh, definitely um, uh, a lot of people wanting some sort of delivery service and ways to subscribe uh, to a variety of services. So we do, you know, we do see more and more of that. I think we will. I think we'll see a, uh, We'll see more laws loosen. I do believe. Interesting. I hope so. Yeah, to put, put to put that in people's hands. Uh, more and more creative solutions. Um, and again, wow, look at that. How's how's that? How, how you liking that, Maddie? Smoking, smoking like a champ. Ernie knows. I've always, uh, I've always tried to uh, to grab all of, all of his old stuff. And like I said, they all they all smoke like this. Beautiful ash. I never have an issue with the draw. Nah, and like I said, we appreciate you, Ernie. Ernie's always. Let, let me get that cigar because I just feel like if I could light it up and just show you a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Hold on one second. German Engineering with a 
American flag. <laughs> yeah, you got the international backdrop. I like it. They're all bringing people together. Plant them in it with the German accent. I, I, I could pull it off. Yeah, I'm bringing my German flag. I think any Aussie can't you see? But uh, but yeah. And this this is fun having all the uh, old stuff. Oh, there's Smollett's. What, what do we got there, Smollett's? It says new stuff is good. So thanks, Smollett's, uh, for uh, watching. Uh, someone's saying they have a five pack getting delivered on Tuesday. I guess to the the newest right on. one can't wait. Uh, Chairman Lai, and then we went to Ernie's Bat Cave, aged anniversary anniversary anniversarios. Yes. Uh, so all kind of good uh, good stuff. Definitely, if you have any questions, uh, and Mark. Uh, Mark likes the hat. Um, if you have any questions for Ernie, ask them below. Uh, keep on letting us know uh, what you are, um, what you're trying tonight, uh, whether it is in the cigar realm or the whiskey realm, and that way we can uh, know what you're, what you're trying or whatever you may be tasting. Maddie's having the what, the Manhattan Especial, right? Had it, had to kick it, you know. New York City old school because I'm not hopped up enough to need an espresso in a soda form, right? But um, it really is the premier coffee soda. What year is it? I know it's it's old to sell. Hold on. 18 something. I think it's like 1892 or 1896, but it's been forever. And like I said, you can't find it. Go to your uh, go to your Italian bodegas or your Italian uh, specialty stores. And uh, over the years, they started making other stuff. They have the root beers and uh, and cherry lime, Rick. I'm a big fan of the old school uh, espresso soda, you know. Then after drinking yeah. a couple of bottles of these, you can go chase cars and stuff. Pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Looks yeah. like he's going to green something here. Actually, this is pretty cool. I, I yeah, like show it. Us. What, what do we got, Ernie? So, uh, you know, uh, the guard business, you get to, get to meet a lot of interesting characters. And uh, this thing comes with a base. This was made in Africa. That's pretty dope. And it was brought to me by uh, special forces uh, who had a local guy make it there. I mean, this thing is like done with shoe polish and the whole thing. I just saw it on the ground. That's why I brought it up. But it's it's probably one of my favorite kind of cool things because, look, it's got our lion logo on it. And the shit's made in Africa. And it was brought back by some hard motherfuckers. So... <laughs> You got it all. You got it all. By the way, can I curse or am I going to be banned by some guy like you? Know, I'm going to ban Zuckerberger. Is he? You're you're just fine. Yeah, you're fine. And we haven't we haven't been we haven't been canceled yet. We've been doing this since uh, what March? Well, I was going to say. Be a year we've been doing this, Matty. Yeah, yeah no. man. And uh, I forgot to get my bourbon. I'm all, I'm all over the place. But yeah, this is this is the one I was talking about. The uh... hold those sticks up. Yeah, hold the sticks up to the camera, Ernie. This is a fucking. I put this thing on horizontal and I, I regret it. I have bought like the the weirdest. Uh, yeah, this is it. This is a very nice box press. It's this is not a cheap uh, cigar. I don't think it's hyper expensive. They're about ten bucks. Yeah, they're on our site. We only have a few. But then I brought back one of the cheapest cigars we make and one that we sell a ton of. And your buddy over there, Phil Smallowitz, you can't stop talking about it. And then other people are like. Get out of here. You're going to tell me that Padilla, that retail that they sell over there for $2. That fucking, he says it's unbelievable. Short filler cigar. You won't believe this thing. It's full of flavor. And he's telling me this. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I haven't smoked a ton of them in a while. I remember getting into like 
Well, my typical thing uh, where, you know, I, I sell to the largest retailer in the world. We have a very close relationship. And at times they, they wish it wasn't so close. But I sell a shitload of cigars. And uh, they're with them uh, quite a bit. Uh, and, and so I have a brand that we make that I want to make, which is called Fumas. Everyday cigar, economical. And it's from the trimmings of the, of the more premium uh, stuff. And uh, this Fumas thing that followed, I don't understand what the hell he's talking about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to him. He's like, do you have any of them? I didn't think I had one, actually. I didn't think it's like, you know, cheap box, cheap whatever. But Follow when I box, he's going to want all of them, bro. Right, right, right. But when I, when I did this thing, I'm kind of like talking to these people and uh, this big retailer we work with. I'm getting this project out. And I, and at the time, I didn't like what was coming out. They were like, eh, you know, try this factory. And we literally, you know, uh, got into a very a big argument. About it. I'm like, and, and someone was telling us, like, what do you care? It's just a short filler cigar. What do you care? It's the cigar that most people are probably going to try first with my name on it because you're like, ah, fuck it. It's a kick around cigar. So you have an opportunity at that one point to impress people. And, and it, right now it's, it does fantastic. I'm, I'm really even amazed by it, but he's, he's, man, I'm so curious to smoke that cheap cigar. Look, I, I smoke everything like Phil. I love premium stuff and I love this and I love that. Uh, and then, you know, cigars, you just want to, you know, walk the dog with, but you don't want like a bitter piece of shit, you know, crappy, you know, I mean, uh, thing. Uh, I'm sure like in bourbons, like the other day, I just wanted a decent bottle of bourbon. Nothing crazy, nothing, whatever. You know, that's what I'm, that's really the key. The other stuff is easy. The Blantons and the this and that. It's talking to a guy like you. Now I understand being on this side. That is, you know, really, really into the bourbons that like, that's like, I get it. You know, everybody's heard of Pappy. Everybody's heard of Blantons. Everybody, that's good. Yeah, we'll try it, whatever. But tell me where the good shit is for the money. Because that's what you know. That's what you got. You got it. That's, that's the important thing. You got to keep on looking for ones that that, uh, that are delicious and that are also easy to find and a good value. I mean, I, I do always appreciate uh, like, those ones. Like, not, like that rabbit hole thing. Is that just marketing? Now they did a cigar. I look at it every time and I go, a spirits award. I, I'm like, oh, this shit looks like so much marketing. The the rabbit holes. It's a really nice bourbon, I, and I, I they do a couple different ones. They do the high gold and the cave hill bourbons. They're they're beautiful. They do a great rye and the uh, the Derringer um, sherry finished PX sherry finished uh, cask is beautiful. And that diesel uh, that cigar is quite nice that they do with uh, diesel. It's very nice. No, I'm not telling. It's not. Yeah, it's worth trying. The the whiskeys are really nice. They do a great job. They really Friends, do. Uh, Yo, what's on that pizza, dude? Yeah, it looks delicious. It's making us hungry sorry, here. Sorry, sorry. I, I know, it's horrible. <laughs> you want to see my German Shepherd looking at me like, what the hell? You know, don't be you know better than be dangling food around me. I'm like, yeah, oh. right. This thing might get German on me. What is going on here? Get back out of here. Talk, talk about a flip. Today I ate barbecue and he's eating it up. Oh, here's, here's the troublemaker, by the way, Oreo. Oh, man, that thing looks like my, oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's Oreo. I love it. Nice. Uh, hey, he looks like a SEAL team member. Yeah. <laughs> so he looks like that, that, that dog that went down on the raid. Yeah. 
I knew, I knew, I knew that's why I had the dog. It was mm -hmm. all cute. And, and, and it's, it's, so now we know. Get over it. Uh, all right, look at the camera, man. All right, what's, what's what's this this uh, dog's name? This is uh, this is Leia. She runs the whole operation, even though the other one is bigger. She's the uh, she's the boss. I don't understand that. The other one has no shame. You walk through the door, I'm like yeah, you're not on the list. There's no barking. There's no whatever. It's really a pain sometimes. Is you gotta be careful, but uh, um. But her, she's like, ah, put him in his place. We got to, like, push him off. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, so <laughs> he was the first one, too. I think he's like, what did you do? Why, why? You got married, and now we got a second dog. We lived a life. We were single. Got the cigar company, dude. We were in Miami. We were living the thing. We are like, on boats. We are fishing. We are like, and now there's diapers. There's another German Shepherd. Yeah. You're You're in a garage. Can't even drive this thing behind now. It's it's this is where we are. This is this is where we are. Well, ha happy 2021. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. no, it's all right. It's not bad. It's it's, it's all right. It's not not too bad. It's not too bad. The, you know, we're we'll see. I hopefully 2021 we're you know off to better. Well, we, we gotta believe so. We're we're all excited to, uh, to 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 enter the new year, and we're excited to have such a great audience. Uh, thank all of you for uh, for for joining in. We have a lot more to go here, and, and any questions you have for uh, Ernie, ask them below. Tweet us back, and again, make sure you like this and share this for your chance to win tonight. We'll see who's who's liked and shared this video on Twitter and Facebook here towards the end, and uh, you you might just win one of those bags of. Uh, Janice Coffee Roasters, bourbon barrel aged coffee. And we'll have a lot more news. Uh, Shad and I will be sharing soon about the bourbon blog and uh, Janice Coffee Roasters partnership. Uh, Ernie, as you look towards uh, 2021 and just really going forward, I mean, obviously a lot more uh, from what I keep on hearing from the cigar industry, a lot more people uh, having still having some time to, to maybe they didn't have always to smoke at home to, to get more into cigars. Any trends that you see uh, for the upcoming year or the upcoming future in the world of cigars? The bullshit is over. Game is on. No, I... That's a... Yeah. <laughs> That's the new... No. The game is on. Game is on. It's... Uh, no, what I would say, uh, the trend is, is really, you know, not so much about the cigar. I think it's how people are uh, getting their cigars, purchasing their cigars, interacting with people like myself. Um, I think before this pandemic... Um, the problem was it was it, this thing was a circus. It was a complete disaster of a mess. It's great. So, I mean, my friend Jonathan Drew, the guy like lived in a freaking uh, in a suitcase, you know, many years and worked and hustled. And I, I respect all those guys who did that. And uh, you know, he really put on a tremendous uh, show with the whole thing. But also, I think when you do that, at least that wasn't my thing. I couldn't sit there with one of these independent reps and. Not that John did that. I think he reached the more celebrity-like status there, where it was just more like sign my underwear or something. Uh, but I was sitting there, and you know, oh yeah, the special is three one, sir, this and that. And occasionally you would have a moment to speak to the end consumer about your brand, uh, you know, hear from them, what they like, how they got started, all that. It was very hard. You had maybe a couple hours or an hour during an event with 20 guys or, or even the multi-events. It was just like we were puppets. For these big uh, kind of fun, he's like, hey, here you go. 
oh, I, I handed you the cigar, so there you go. And, and then, you know, it's like uh, when, you know, you get in trouble and you go to, you know, vice principal's office, you just sit there, you sit there, just sit there. And um, I would always try to have fun, you know, whether it's wearing a kilt uh, to the cigar fest uh, thing and everybody's in wireras or do whatever. I'm like, if I got to be here. And now, actually, would love to go back. A lot of people in the industry are like, oh, my God, what a bunch of uh, deplorables. <laughs> <laughs> it's cigar fest, people. I love me. Not, not in, like, the whole play. I don't get into that. But I think what it is, just, like, regular Joes. And they're, like, uh, uh, tailgate back there. And, uh, and, and, you know, they're having a good time. And they're here to... Uh, to get a great deal of cigars and do that, and there's a few of those. But I think the biggest changes you'll see in cigars and what your viewers are very fortunate is because you're on now. I mean, actually, I, I want to hear the podcast now because I'm curious more and more about bourbon as I sit there and I and I feel like a new, like what a new consumer of cigars must feel like because you're just feel overwhelmed, right, with all these brands, right, and being able to kind of see maybe the personality, someone's are funky, somewhere whatever in the cigar industry. Cigar industry is very, very small. And some of these, you know, there's good retailers, bad, just like anything. Some are like, eh, you know, uh, you see the ones who stuck around, great, whatever. I mean, but I think now it's mostly this, the interaction that you're, we're doing here, the ability to, uh, to speak directly to the end consumer. Who would have really, you know, I mean, it, the technology was there. This just accelerated the connection. Yes, it, it certainly has. It allows us to have something um, more personal, allows us to interact and, and get uh, great groups of this, uh, like this, interacting, asking questions to Ernie, and, and we appreciate the questions coming in. And definitely, as Ernie mentioned, uh, our podcast on bourbon, those of you that are podcast fans, make sure that you are subscribed right here. Yes, anchor.fm forward slash bourbon blog, or just look for bourbon blog on Spotify, um, Google, wherever you wherever you subscribe to your podcast, but this will take you there. Uh, we, we upload all these uh, audios. We'll do the same thing with later with Ernie tonight in case you want to listen back to this. Uh, oh, it's, it's such a great pleasure to have uh, Ernie a Padilla uh, joining us from, you. you're in Dallas, right? Dallas, you said. DFW, the big uh, Fort yeah. Worth. Yes, in Fort Worth, absolutely. We're doing uh, the warehouses here, a warehouse we moved. Let them know the best ways to find you on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Padilla Cigars. Uh, Padilla Cigars. P-A-D-I-L-L-A-C-I-G-R-S. As like, I feel like when the lady calls, yes, you know, sir. for something, you know, those people that call, it's like, this Perilla Skies? What? May I speak to per Patatouli? I'm like, Jesus, is it that hard? I mean, pedal. I'm like, <laughs> Padilla, please. We'd like to see Padilla. Padilla, we get Padilla. I've gotten all kinds. Uh, so yeah, Padilla, Padilla, Padilla. Yeah, yeah. Funky, funky name there. So anyway, so uh, what else is going on over there? Where are you, the bourbon guy with the bow tie? Anywhere, bow tie. I am. Uh, I'm right on the border of Indiana and Kentucky. Is where I'm based. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, I went to the Kentucky Derby one year. That was that was very cool. How did you? How, how long ago was it? Do you, do you, do you remember? Um, it had to be like over five. Yeah, it was like six. Five or six. Five six years ago uh, now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, wow, what an event! Um, 
that was impressive. I have a good friend in the horse business also, not, you know, was not there because of that. It was there because of the cigar thing, which I've never, it was amazing to see the consumption of cigars there, the mint julep thing, the whole yes. thing. I wish I would have had time to go see a distillery. Uh, but uh, I did a dinner there with a retailer. I think Dave Paul there, I forgot his name. Uh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's always a good. To, we're we're there every year at uh, Derby. Of course, we we missed. Uh, I'm I'm there as a journalist covering it. I missed being there this year. Um, they really only let like a couple of media outlets into it, like the big ones. So um, we always have a good time. We'll definitely look forward to uh, having a yeah. good cigar and some mint yeah. juleps there next year. And it's and really the Derby celebration is uh, it's a whole couple months in in Louisville. I mean, we have celebrations and parties that go on. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's, yeah, absolutely. They do it right in Kentucky. I, uh, so yeah. start. Uh, we start healing this year with all this, and all of us can uh, can get back on track, going out and doing what we do. Um, I know Tom, you're on the road most of the year, so people who don't tune in every Saturday, so you know. Uh, obviously, Tom's always on the road, uh, preaching the uh, the knowledge of bourbon and uh, and doing taste pairings. But what you're able to do now, and Tom will break it down for you, is you can do pairings the way we're doing stuff right here right now and do that virtually i'll let you talk about that a bit tom yes thanks maddie i i do enjoy uh putting the whiskey uh why whiskey educational series on the road but uh, we're putting it in a virtual package together for you bourbonblog.com forward slash tastings is the place to go we have a an eventbrite page you can buy a ticket come in for some whiskey education then if you want to dive in even deeper for your company for your uh Special small gathering. We've done large gatherings. We can send uh, minis to you uh, through our partners. We send little minis of whiskey and different. I'll take uh, a little mini. I'll take a little mini right we'll send, now. Yeah, I'll get you a mini. I'll get you a big one. We'll make sure we get you something. Sure enough, if I had the right wife, I'd be like, get. <laughs> so we will. Uh, yes. Um, so we. So we do that. So definitely uh, take a look at our. Uh, our link bourbonblog.com forward slash tastings and Matt at some point Maddie and I we're gonna we're gonna put our heads together we're gonna do some sort of a, a cigar experience we got to get everybody uh, together especially all the wonderful people that join us each week for Cigar Saturday. Oh, yeah. Cigar Indeed. Saturday! And, uh, we'll see what we can put together there. And if you guys have questions or we're thinking about doing something, uh, reach out to us. Obviously, Tom's man with the plan. When it comes to all the liquors, wines, spirits, and such, uh, you've had me as your your cigar dude on every Saturday. You've also had our guests like like Ernie and and other cigar guys that have been online. So reach out, ask questions. Obviously, we will uh, we will get back to you, and we will do our best because instead of being uh, in groups of people and around each other, we are now all doing it virtually. So we got you all covered. Yes, we do. Amazing. We're making it happen. A lot of compliments on the the hat, Ernie. I've seen a lot of compliments. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, interesting because everybody. Uh, I tell you, uh, having a, a few shotguns hanging off your car, whether it's a Honda Civic and uh, and a hat in Texas, is really no big deal. It's just like, oh, it's just a guy with you know several shotguns. Right. That's, that's what I kind of like about. Uh, you can't do that in New Jersey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a great place here. Maybe I'll do an Instagram live. I think it's called Jay Peterson and, the, and like, fantastic old sign in downtown Fort Worth. And uh, actually, a buddy of mine says, you need to go down there. And uh, that's the place to take care of your hats because I've bought, bought several hats while I've been down here. It's, uh, 
that alone, uh, you know, it's like a, a thing. That and, and my furry jacket and all that. I know we're a little Western here, but um, yeah, the hat. Uh, people should wear more hats. It's is my thing. Maybe I'll get in the hat business. I. Uh, I, I like where you're I, going. I see a lot of hipster hats. Yeah. I see a lot of fucking hipster hats. I'm gonna <clears throat> slap them off your freaking get off the fucking head. You know. If you never even, these people probably never even seen a horse in their life, you know, but what they took was the little, which I have one, uh, Stetson makes, which I call the LBJ hat, which uh, the guy at the store was like, you want to live, son? Uh, not anything, but because it's been around way before LBJ uh, wore them, uh, which is a smaller brim, which is what the, the, the hipsters are kind of wearing and all that crap. And it was the cattle barons, the dudes who, as as uh, I've been here, and I drove up to uh, the Rockies, and you go through Amarillo, like it's flat, crazy land, and it gets hilly. That these these huge cattle operations, but these guys would go into the stockyards here, you know, and and like we do in the tobacco business, there was also a market at some point. You know, like I'll take a I'll take a Maddie Rock number twenty-four. It's a good cut. Yeah, Maddie Rock. And but they would wear like their suits and these little like versions of the hats and now they're around this this is actually the cheapest one of the cheapest hats i own this is this is uh an italian brand versalino which actually they know very well for that. so i got to know my hats whatever we're talking about hats but for some reason uh people uh yeah they 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 mentioned hey you're wearing a hat yeah by the way wearing a hat here sometimes is as essential as uh sunglasses in florida because all kinds of shit just happens real quick in Texas. Like the weather here is like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to rain. I'm going to hail. I'm going to snow. I'm going to maybe hail snow and tomorrow will be 75. That's the people who came here were just like, they're like, fuck it. We're going. I mean, and, and they stayed. So it's a, and, and in the summer when I was here, you get these like emergency crazy warnings. Uh, the Tarrant County, Denton County tornado warning advisory thing. I mean, dude, I've been through hurricanes, like living in Miami, like serious shit that comes at you and the whole thing. But tornadoes, you don't know where they're coming. And so they're like freaky. And these thunderstorms here, like, you know, it's like, I can't imagine being a damn cowboy out there on these plains with those thunderstorms rolling up on you. And it is just like a sea of land. And let's not even talk about the Comanches ready to get your ass. So uh, it's it must have been interesting. So I wear a hat, not because I'm a cowboy, but I have ridden horses. No, no, you've got the hat. You've got the coat. I, I see the new stuff, <laughs> the Buckaroo Padilla Lancera. I want to. I, 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 I think, uh, I, I, uh, believe it or not, I, I, I saw, I got this belt. And uh, it, and it's actually not inexpensive, at least for me, it's $300. When I bought it here, like when I did an event in in uh, Texas, uh, Texas Cigar Festival in Houston, and then I came up to uh, uh, Fort Worth. It was in the area. I was in downtown, and I just saw this belt, and I'm like, when the fuck am I ever going to wear that belt? It's going to be ridiculous wherever. Well, I wear this damn thing every damn day now, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's got this inlay Indian on it, handmade, whatever, and now I'm just like, you know, if I were to live in the middle of New York, I'd wear this thing. I just think it's, uh, I like, I, it. I like, I like kind of, I feel like a kid discovering the American West almost, and uh, I, uh, I, I recommend it. I see my friends from Miami, and they go to Aspen, and they fly in, and then they might take the little drive, or they even fly directly to Aspen, 
but they're missing the whole point of the steak, the whole meat and potatoes. Like, like, see, see America, man. Go out there and you're like, motherfucker, this is America. This shit's like for real. Uh, yeah, go see America. I won't be like, I should be uh, out there doing public service announcements for America. I know Europeans are probably freaked out right now. I talked to them the other day. They're like, what is going on in America? It's fuck America, man. It's just shit happens. It'll be all right. It's getting a little wild every once in a while. I'm just thinking about a new cigar band. Little picture of Ernie on a, on a horse with the hat, the, the yeah. buck. Yeah. No, I'm waiting for the, the buckaroo from, from the buckaroo. Just, you know, I, 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 you know what I, you know, what's interesting is that I, I grew up uh, in Jersey, a pretty an Ivy League town. I fathered that whole thing. And people talk a lot of crap about New Jersey. You know, like New Jersey. And, and like I ran into my old high school buddies, a ski bum over there in uh, Colorado, right? And we are forever. It was like his dream. And, you know, Red Rocks, dude, he's doing it. It's great for him, the whole thing. He's like, I'm never going to go back to Dirty Jersey. I was like, dude, you had great times in Dirty Jersey. It's it's a, you know, Jersey, New Jersey is just a, a unique state. People say whatever. I've traveled quite a bit, you know, across the United States. But there's great things about New Jersey. There's great things about Texas. I think, like, you know, we have to tell New Jersey and this and that. But, um, you know, I, I enjoy, uh, that's one of the things I've enjoyed about the cigar industry, which I get to do as much, but. You know, just going out there and, and seeing, you know, the different parts, the, the different flavors, the foods, being able to, like, New Orleans, amazing food. Like, I said, I love, you know, there, uh, you, you mentioned, which I got to see that place. I mean, I'm like, who, what, what? Barbecue, and uh, Annie does uh, the Korean version, too. I mean, it's like, that's amazing. Yeah, man, uh, kimchi smoke, like I said, the first time, um, and my friend who, who passed is, uh, Chef Carl Ruiz, aka the Cuban from uh, from the Food Network, he goes, Maddie, we're gonna go have barbecue, dude. I I, I can't take off. This yeah, week. tell me about that guy. You should follow him on Instagram, and, and he's the guy that used to like. I, I liked his attitude. He was kind of like I never met him. I, I really didn't know much about him, but then for some reason started following uh, a little bit of uh, his Instagram, where he was just like he did the I want I hate to say Bourdain kind of thing, right? But it was very much like an investigation of your basic kind of food. Culture. Well, did, you see where they, where, did you see where he said the best Cuban sandwich was from? Where? West New York, baby. Well, dude, I, he got a call. He got a call from Miami, Tampa. Everybody was. That's not the best Cuban sandwich. Was Carl's like, I'm Cuban, on you, because it's the best Cuban sandwich. Well, All right. Here, here. It probably is. Uh, you know, the Cuban sandwich is not Cuban. The Cuban sandwich is American. It was made in America. It was it was it was uh, started in Tampa, Florida, and the Cuban sandwich started because Cuban cigar rollers in Tampa, uh, late 1800s, huge uh, early 1900s, uh, needed a, an easy, quick sandwich. Uh, you know, some in a roll and just you know put in there. And so the Cuban sandwich is actually something that you find in the United States. The connection of Florida. Tampa, specifically with Cuba, is huge. Our our George Washington in Cuba, Jose Marti was uh, was a poet and and, and died uh, fighting the Spanish. Uh, would go to uh, these factories to see these rollers and uh, to see these uh, uh, cigar factory owners because they had they they were doing very well uh, at that time, producing a lot of cigars and to to get money to hey have a little revolution. You know, you need a little money. And uh, 
And so that is uh, actually a little bit of the history of uh, the Cuban uh, sandwich, which is done in uh, Miami also and in Japan. And we can get into all that. But the thing about America, like I have friends from Italy, Italians, like, you know, uh, is that uh, we, in a way, uh, all come here from somewhere, uh, running from something or brought here on not on our uh, thing. You know, something Europeans have a tremendous history about it, not to get all that, but... Uh, we transform the food. The food kind of, you know, transitions. It's the same with cigars now in the new world, uh, uh, the new style cigars. I shouldn't say uh, uh, because it was tobaccos from here, uh, the new world. Um, but the style that we do, the, the Maduros, stuff like that, not really was found in Cuba back then. There's some shit I don't like. I don't understand why you need a, you know, 70 ring gauge cigar and shit like that. Uh, um, but... No, so be it. No. And it's it's Ernie Padilla again. A lot of people just joining us. I see a uh, Padilla cigars. We do have a Padilla cigar question uh, from Sean Millard. Ask what is the best full body Padilla cigar? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I I don't like the term full body. I I really I don't know. It's like ah, oh, just tell me. I I I really. I, I don't even think about cigars uh, so much like that. I, I like to think more of them full flavor. Uh, and, and sometimes the body, when they mean the body, they mean the strength, the sensation that the nicotine can give you um, is one thing. But I think a lot of cigars are extremely badly balanced, especially in the boutique world, um, where uh, they're just dropping the hair in there. I mean, blending a cigar is is not rocket science blending a great cigar is definitely somewhat of an art um and to answer your question we came out with the padilla dominus which he has right there you know that was one that uh, was designed to be a little fuller uh, and stuff like that but i would say most of my cigars are really in more of a cuban style more medium body cuban from back in the day cuban cigars today are that i mean for so many reasons yeah that's the old label we're saying beautiful label won some awards in holland for that uh printing and design um yeah i would say that i i would say like this cigar right here if you like cigars you need to fucking smoke this cigar <laughs> i ain't messing with you I'm serious. Forget that it's got my name on it. Forget all that shit and whatever. I can't even like call I owe this thing. But this this cigar, which was crafted with Abdel, you know, uh, I like you know, uh, one of the main things he got on was he wanted a box press. I was like, eh, I don't want to do another box press because this and that. Because it's different when you box press a cigar uh, and it changes the flavor profile. I could we're gonna blend this, this, and this, but we're gonna make it box press. Well, we need to make it differently because we're gonna compress it and leave ratio but i said okay fine and we did it round and we did it boxer just to see and yeah uh it really stood out and and the wrapper on this is just it's it's unbelievable if you know how much work it took to get this to get these camera to get these wrappers just so perfect but when you smoke the cigar it's just so rich so well balanced that it just it's like damn that's just a well-made rich cigar it doesn't leave you wanting anything i've smoked i smoke cigars on an empty stomach with nothing like in the morning with no problem i've smoked a lot of cigars like phil smallowitz over there 
They're both the same. We should be science experiments, you know. Uh, um, but, you know, once you get away from, like, uh, God, now I'm going to talk about the thing behind me, which I spoke when I was talking to the Europeans behind me. And, you know, and Porsche better start giving me something. But the Hellcat or whatever the fuck that's called, the Dodge Hellcat, 1,000 horsepower. Ah! Well, if you took the Hellcat and you take my 350 horsepower 911 behind me, to a track, that thing will be slipping and sliding the nose and the weight and the whole thing all over the place. This thing will go into the corners faster, okay? It'll break later, and it will accelerate out of there faster than that big, huge clunker. And that's what one, that's what made Porsche win back in the day. They took a, a, a different approach, and now I'm talking cars as opposed to cigars, and maybe some people are like, what's that got to do? Because it's counterintuitive sometimes to... Um, uh, just raise the body with a certain component in, in, in the cigar. And maybe I should mention how the different components in the cigar because, you know, some of your viewers are maybe new to cigars and things like that where you have, uh, uh, you know, the Coronas. Oh, jeez. Look at this camera. But I wish I had the book here with me. But Libra de Pie, Seco, Viso, and Lajero's up here. I mean, all these different parts of the plant and they're primed at different stages. Uh, they all have a function to come together. You know, this thing needs a transmission to do this, to do that with the engine and well. Um, and so in, in, in many respects, when you blend, I mean, I, I'm blending a strong cigar is easy. I could show, I could show my German shepherd to do that in five seconds. Oh, <laughs> you remember the conversation you and I and John had, Jesus, 10 years ago. And it's funny because it's exactly what, what Ernie's saying. You could get somebody who just throws a lot of Lajero in a cigar. And we compared him, if you remember, to the guy that said, I, I could eat the hottest wing. I'm like, right. it's the most flavorful. Yeah, if it, you're really doing yourself with this this service, if you're just looking for that, I get it. After a while, you don't want a mild cigar. But when uh, I did these other cigars, uh, The Finest Hour, oh, I wish I had a, uh, one. And, and, and Phil smoked them today. He's right. The Connecticut. I was like, I get the samples, we bring them up, we tweak them, we talk about it. Uh, uh, you know, one was way too strong to be what a Connecticut was designed to be, which is, you know, in that regard, yes, body matters because maybe a more morning smoke uh, for some people, early lunch, whatever. Um, and just, or, or, you know, it just depends. You haven't smoked a cigar all day, you don't want something to drop you on your ass and just kind of, you enjoy the nuances of it. But definitely with a Cuban coffee or Italian espresso, that's what I like. And that's what I did. And I was like, okay, I'll smoke these. You know, let's see how these Connecticut's are, which I'm always. And I started smoking them. I let AJ just do his thing on that, honestly. I was like, let's, let's. On one, another blind, I was like, whoa, this thing is. It was amazing. It was a Connecticut for cigar smokers because it was just really extreme uh, in many ways. But this is supposed to be more refined. And I was like, man, and like, like Phil was saying today, I was like, that Connecticut was unbelievable. Was that Connecticut? It was like, yeah, that was a Connecticut. It was like, it had so much flavor. That, that Connecticut was better. I won't go into that. And he was a big cigar guy. That Connecticut was amazing. And I, I, he was right on, I, not because of my cigar. Again, I, it's kind of weird to talk about it, but um, uh, like Basil Hayden. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, I drink too much bourbon, but I, I do enjoy bourbon. It's it's a lighter, if you will. Yeah, uh, very approachable. It's very nice. Right. You know, and it's still a very very nice uh, thing. And then and then 
Maduro's. That's a, a very annoying thing because there was a point in the cigar business where people did all kinds of shit. shit. They were spray painting them in the backyard. <laughs> all kinds of crap and and uh, and you know, or heating up the wrapper and not. A, but when you really take your time to do Maduro in the fermentation pile uh, to really mess with this thing, get the color right. Uh, it, it, it and it has a natural sweetness. It's not necessarily people see dark. I guess they, they think it's going to be fuller. It just has a different flavor profile. I can make a Maduro, which is just very approachable. Phil and I both talk about one cigar. It's not even mine. It's actually made by a huge corporation. It's I think their best cigar, no matter what, the Henry Clay, the, the, the traditional fucking Henry Clay. Uh, this thing's been around forever. It's got a broadleaf wrapper. Some Dominican and Nicaragua. So simple. So simple. It's just like that simple pizza you get in New York and you go somewhere else and you're like, but it's so damn simple. It's just flour and cheese. You, you know, you know, what the hell? Same thing, right? Think what? about copper cigars. Those, those little uh, oh, yeah. Connecticut broadleaf. The taste in it, you look at it, yeah. you'd be like, and then you're yeah. like, yeah. the taste is, is dead on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there's... I, 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 I would just say, uh, speaking to people who are getting into cigars, um, uh, that, you know, try, don't be afraid to try different brands, uh, throw price point out the door. Um, uh, at least in, and and you'll be surprised because, you know, there's different reasons why things cost different things. I don't know how it is in bourbon. You've got something that's got to be aged and stays right. or whatever. But um, you'd be amazed some of the cigars you can get out there uh, for some great prices and are even better than the more. And I'm sure it happens in all uh, industries and things like that. But I would say uh, don't be afraid to try uh, uh, Maduro's. Uh, don't be afraid to try Arpadilla Finest Arroz Girl. You're really going to enjoy it. It has flavor, but it's not, you know, the overpowering thing or vintage reserve. Um, there's some, some stuff out there. I personally think the Habano wrapper to me, the classic Habano, that color profile, uh, that is to me what is like uh, every cigar company should like try to get right. Uh, because like for some reason, the Europeans like my brand. But uh, what I mean by that is I talk to them, they've done shows with me, they've reached out to us. And Connecticut's don't work for them. That's not what they're looking for. They're used to smoking a lot of uh, more Cuban cigars. They're getting frustrated about the quality really dropping it there. And they really find the profile in our stuff really, uh, not saying it's like a Cuban cigar, but it has that, that those, those ideals, if you will, uh, in the blends. And uh, that is like, to me, the foundation of, of a brand is is Habano. Then you get into Maduro's and number one selling wrapper is Connecticut, which is fine. Uh, but it's really uh, there's so many uninteresting Connecticut's too. It's it's somewhat hard. But uh, ratings, I don't know. It's it's it, I could talk about other brands out there that I find interesting and stuff like that. I'd be here all day and uh, you know. But um, I would say. You know, uh, forget the price point. Forget what the clerk with the weird nose piercings, uh, you know, wearing all the uh, weird uh, cigar company cool guy T-shirts are trying to tell you in there. Uh, forget the guy who smokes 20 million cigars a day. Uh, just forget that guy. He's not in his, you know. Um, 
just uh, look, start with a Connecticut for sure. Uh, try to get a Connecticut with Nicaragua. Try to, you know, see that in there. Also, just because the cigar says it's made in Nicaragua doesn't mean it's 100% Nicaraguan or Dominican or this and that. You got to understand that. Uh, it's just a country it's made. We do cigars, some cigars also in Honduras, which are primarily Nicaraguan. And, uh, you know, um, but, so. Good point. Yes. Wrapper, filter, binder, because a lot of people will just see one thing and assume, you know, remember, guys, if something's all of one, that's that's legitimately just a proto. And, uh, yeah, and all days are not just are not puros from one country origin or single origin. So definitely that's a good thing that Ernie touched on. So remember when you're looking and if you're kind of new to it, remember you got they, they could all be from different origins, wrapper, binder, filler, uh, something you want to look at. Ernie also touched on a super important thing that Tom, you and I have heard all the time, and I'm glad that Ernie brought it up. And unfortunately, each generation, the quality of product out of Cuba is dipping a little bit so the quality control is is uh is dropping so people over the last you know going on my 30th year 31st year smoking cigars and people will say are, are the best cigar that they're, they're all cuban they're all cuban like man i gotta tell you it's getting harder and harder no way the box of any cubans and have the quality control where three four seven aren't plugging on you um there's a draw issue so it's not these other countries uh in the last 20 years have really come to the front front of the line um, where you can get your tobaccos. I mean, just just in Nicaragua, look at the different regions of Nicaragua. You have Esteli, Jalapa, you even have stuff from Ometepe. Um, so every one of those, just those regions is a different kind of tobacco. So that's where you really get to learn. And somebody like Ernie has been around for, uh, for decades doing this kind of shit. He knows the profiles of each one of these countries. That's why he's, he's able to know what he wants in his cigar. So again, start looking at that stuff if you're new to this. Um, wrapper binder filler country of origin and you know you're going to figure out what you start to enjoy but definitely stick with something uh, mild when you're first trying and digging in like a connecticut yeah here's my here's what i do now with wine if I, there's a top 25 list i forget about everything in the top 10 throw it away garbage right. don't need it get it out of here those people for different reasons influences or whatever and listen i got plenty of plaques in my office upstairs top 10 cigar aficionado and i'm very uh uh, happy about getting them. Don't get me wrong. I've been in the, our cigars been named there many, many times. and got rain. People are, oh, I love you over there. No, they hate my ass. I'm pain in the ass. Told them screw up many times. Like, ah, oh, damn, it is here. Uh, but um, I've noticed that there's probably stuff that they're kind of like can't put in the top area because there are so many little politics and marketing in this. Right. So there's stuff that uh, I remember the first year, I'll give you an example, that they did the list. The Tatuaje was number 25. I didn't make it that year or whatever, but he was made in the same factory as mine in Miami. It was number 25. And that cigar was so much better, honestly. Maybe the Obafacts right next to it. I know it's real small. It's, I'm not saying anything against it, but so much better what we were doing in Miami. Uh, with the tobacco back then from Aganorsa, with Bing Garcia, whatever. And then, you know, things change, get, things get big, whatever. Uh, but at that time, and if you didn't know about cigars, you're like, oh, fuck it, this top 25 is here. You would have been blown away because that, that profile was not really around uh, uh, 
you know, in the early 2000s. It was, it was like, I don't know, it's like you got your Nokia touch phone and I, I roll up with this freaking iPhone 12 or where the hell it is. You'd be like, what the hell? Oh yeah, I can get my hands on It was that, that much of a, of a game changer. And then we got our Miami in there. That was number 13, I believe. I can't believe I remember these things. Our 1932s was in there for some time. And then we're doing our Padilla Miami, still in Miami, El Titan de Bronce, amazing cigar, very small production. Not because well, it doesn't even make I mean any business sense, but we love it. I I, I love that blend. Uh, Phil Smolowitz can attest to it. Mister Twenty Cigars a Day, he's like blown away with it. My factory accidentally, my like factory, my, our warehouse here. I asked them to send him a couple, uh, like one or two boxes. They sent him two boxes the first time. The next time, they send him four free freaking boxes. Well, this is a this is a thing where we only do two hundred boxes every like quarter 10 count boxes like really rare this mofo was smoking good you see you want me to send them back i go <laughs> but no he said you ain't lying you ain't lying when he farts it smells like the inside of jr cigar or something oh i bet i mean this guy's unbelievable i mean he's, uh, he's unbelievable but you know what there's people that in, in this industry he's retired now and it's so ironic too because the small brick and mortar retailers sometimes a lot of them i'm not saying everyone you know they're small so they can only carry so many things so by the time they catch up to a certain brand sometimes it's it's reverse and i remember getting uh, after my first trade show i don't know 2003 i get a call from this guy hey kid how are you it's uh lou rothman lou, lou rothman soon as i hear that voice yep I mean, I'm like, fuck, this guy sounded like, you know, he was in The Godfather or something. What the hell is this? I heard this is the early 2000s, right? The internet was just making retailers kind of take a shit. It's like, this shit's not going to stick around. This <clears throat> combustion engine will not last. It's a <laughs> fluke. You can't tell me. Look at my horse. I just fucking feed that thing and it goes. You got to, like, put a gas station and hook up to it. It'll never last, that internet. These kids these days, get out of here. Um, and uh, but he had started as a as a retailer in New York City, New York, New York City back then. Imagine that with his wife, wife Lavanda or something. Yeah, and 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 this guy, I mean, this motherfucker is moving the most cigars in the world. This guy's the Pablo Escobar of cigars. You know, uh, he's just like, and what the fuck are you doing? I saw, uh, I saw you had uh, saw your stuff at the show. Good. Uh, uh, what are you doing? Uh, well, Mr. Rothman, I, uh, you know, I'm, you know, just have a little brand. It's like, yes, I saw that. It's very interesting. Uh, how many can you make? I'm like, oh, I can't. I don't know if I can answer that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Dude, that's well. pretty good. Everybody out there, that's a really effing good Lou. Yeah, and, and, and it's just like, and you don't know because you're like, you're trying to get to brick and mortar stores, and then like, you better not talk to that Lou Roth, man, you know, you know, like, uh, you know, FBI shaking you down, looking at you, you know, like the like the wedding in the beginning of The Godfather and shit, where you're trying to get along, <laughs> you come to me on the day of my, you know, yeah. It's the Godfather, I, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, you're like, you don't know what the fuck they do. We just got invited to the middle of this wedding. The feds are outside fucking Don Corleone's over here. You're over here trying to sell cigars and you're like, holy shit, you know, 
uh, but that goes to show that, uh, you know, some of the things in this industry and, and, at, and then he just started going on the internet and started changing things. And, and now, you know, the world's changed a bit. Brick and mortar is still the soul, the heart, if you will, of the cigar industry, because cigars are more than just smoking them. They're having this interaction, social interaction, like the natives of Cuba yes. did, uh, and, and, and this, that's a big component of cigars and that will always be there and always come back. But I think because there are limitations on what retailers can carry, how much and things like that, that I think you're going to see more and more consumers and, and maybe brands even uh, reaching out to touch uh, uh, the end consumer. And, and I think we all have to adapt and, and, you know, I don't know if I'm the Elon Musk of this shit, I'm going to be starting a rocket company soon. But I'm just like, fuck it, man. I don't, I don't get it. I, and I enjoy, I enjoy uh, uh, hearing back from the end consumer, interacting with the end consumer. And not like I hate retailers or anything, but I, I really, it, it, that's, that's my customer is not the brick and mortar retailer. My customer is the end consumer, whether I sell a cigar store or not. That's what I need to bring to that, to that retailer. And that's what I need to bring. And that's who I need to connect to whoever it is, whatever brand you have. That's your customer. Your customer is not the retailer. Your customer is a person sitting down buying the cigars at that retail store, and they need to keep buying your cigars in that retail store. And that's why you need to make happy. Never forget the customer is that guy walking in. And the retailer will buy as long as it's there. Maybe someone won't buy or whatever. I mean, uh, but that ability now today to even, you know, while I sit here in a garage in the middle of Texas, uh, you know, communicate to all these people, it's that's that's a Man, it's really a, a game changer. Oh. Yes, and and uh, I tell you, this is a, such an important conversation. I think you've really shared a lot of uh, good insight, and uh, and we know that the customers and that, well, the in the in consumers of, of Padilla just so appreciate uh, what you make there, Ernie. And uh, thank you for for sharing this uh, with us. So many uh, Padilla Cigar fans have, have logged on tonight and have also shared this video. And I'll, I'll say once again, if you get a chance to share this video uh, right now, Facebook, Twitter, hit that hit, hit that share button. We appreciate all of our uh, fans and friends of hit that, hit that button uh, of, of Cigar Saturday that keep coming back every Saturday night. Uh, we, we're so grateful for that. Maddie, who's our, who's our guest next week? Next week we have artist... Mario Pena, uh, we've talked about him before, and he uh, he will be on the show. He'll tell you a couple things that he's been working on lately, uh, pretty fun stuff. Some things that he has coming out. Um, he'll have some visual representation of what's of what's coming out, so that's going to be fun. The week after that, we have somebody who uh, Ernie knows very well, Mister Willie Herrera. Oh, Willie! We have Big Willie, and then the week after, we have Federico, aka Furio. From the Sopranos. Excellent. Can't, can't. Oh, shit. Look at that. For all these uh, these incredible guests, uh, and we've had so much fun with, uh, yeah. with Ernie tonight, and we do this thing every week, Ernie, where we have you, uh, and I'm going to go ahead as we, as we wrap up here and put uh, up, again, website for PadillaCigars.com. Ernie, pick a number between 1 and 32. A number between 1 and 32? Yes. Uh, each, each of What was it again? 17. 17 and lucky 17 goes to it's actually um a, looks like a, a realty company from louisiana it's called bourbon realty i don't know who who, uh, who that is but they retweeted us on twitter thank you for that bourbon realty 
you won that uh, Janice Coffee Roasters uh, Bourbon Barrel Aged Coffee. And uh, we'll have Chad and I talk about our coffee at uh, some What's point. What's a bourbon realty? Is that like where you buy a house and you get some bourbon? You get drunk well, in the house? What I think it's – I just looked them up here. As, as I as they won, they're realtors from Louisiana. So it's uh, – maybe they just have – they follow bourbon blog. Maybe they like bourbon too, but they're called oh, bourbon real people. Yeah, they got a whole street named after fucking bourbon down there. They I, that thing. I I I like it. I like it. But uh, what's your favorite uh, bourbon cocktail? Favorite bourbon? Oh, it's you know it, I I love a good old fashioned, of course. Um, one we've been making a lot during the pandemic has been a revolver with uh, coffee coffee liqueur. Uh, a little bit of bitters, and uh, usually we use a rye. But there's so many that I love. Do you have a favorite one? Me? Yeah. I mean, well, you mentioned it. Like the man, I was kind of curious to, to see what else, uh, you know, was uh, out there. Uh. So many good things. I mean, there's always riffs on Manhattans and old fashions. I like, of course, I like a good Sazerac with a good rye, um, and I just like drink, you know, sipping it neat as well. But there's there's some good ones. In, in Miami, when I was over there, there was like you know that cocktail culture was really taking off, and there was a couple guys, and they're actually. Um, these guys created a thing. It's in New York. I think they did in L.A. too. And at the time, it was a really cool uh, little place uh, in a hostel uh, in Miami Beach. And it became pretty big uh, later on. And they've grown as freehand. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 So these guys, I got to, to know them before all this. And they, like my buddy uh, Chris, uh, he was all like, you know, Mr. Hipster guy with the bike and the whole shit. And, you know, we work on stuff together. And so as a hipster. Uh, but you know, we go down there and we go look at the lovely ladies, young European ladies coming over there. And that's the broken, uh, but they would make these smoking cocktails, you know, yep. uh, uh, that were just like, man, what the hell are you doing? Because it was just, you think it'd be a drink and like whatever. And uh, and they, they were, they did some amazing uh stuff. I don't, I haven't been over there in a while, but uh, yeah, the uh, the freehand uh, uh ho hostel slash uh hotel, it they have the broken, it's they have the broken shaker. The broken shaker, yes. It's an amazing place. Yeah. And they do have some yeah. um, cocktails that are just dynamite. I, I get to uh, South Beach Wine and Food Festival every year to present and uh, always like to go to the Broken Shaker. And there's a Broken Shaker in L.A. as well that's amazing, too. Oh, uh, now it's all uh, hipster now, whatever. Well, I knew them when they were, like, broken uh, you know. <laughs> and he was hanging out. I think one of them, actually, uh, his wife's name is Padilla also. I remember her. Because uh, she was stopped by, my Chris, my friend, was an artist, designer guy. And, you know, just like, oh, you know, come by, uh, you know, or boyfriend's uh, uh, place at the time, which was at the Broken Shaker, him and his partner at the time. Yeah, and, uh, yeah that's probably, I remember having some. I love those. Their cocktails are world. They actually have won. Uh, the one in Miami has won Best Cocktail Bar a, a number of years. So they yes. are world. So they, they do an amazing job. And uh, we love what they do. They're so talented. And we love what you do, Ernie. You're uh, you're very talented. Uh, thank you for all you do for the world of of cigars. And uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Ernie, on, on Cigar Saturday. And Maddie, and uh, best wishes to our friends there at Sanja's. And, uh, and yeah, thanks Sanja. to all watching. Buy some cigars. Get going there and... and uh... And uh, you know, and 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 tell Sanji needs more Padilla cigars in there. Just go in there with your whole thing, and you know, yeah, do that whole thing. It looks like you're in a recording studio. Uh, you know, amazing thing about these shops in New Jersey, which I've seen, is the utilization of space is amazing. Look at that. I want to see that. Amazing place. That's amazing, because I'm here really in Texas, is. and they have these huge retail stores with walk-ins and whatever. But 
I look at that and I'm like, wow, look at that. Like how many, he's got probably a ton of facing just as big as probably some stores here, but it's Wait. so well put together. The two lounge, there's two lounge rooms behind me. And then outside there's a, there's a covered canopy for probably about 250, 300 people. Wow. Where, where is, what town is that again? Bloomfield. When you come in, I'll, I'll grab you in Newark and we'll go. Bloomfield. Is that close to where Michael Herklotz live or that's not? Dude, Klotz lives over for me. I live in Glen Rock. He lives in Ridgewood. Ridgewood. That's where all the super rich people live. It can't be dude there. Trust me. It's got rich. It's got it's got some cash. And I, you're gonna have the guy from the Sopranos on there. I mean, I met that whole uh, crew at a dinner, including uh, Galifini. That was pretty cool. Wow. Oh, that's a uh, that's a good show. When is that? That's gonna be. I think that's that's. The the two or three weeks. Really, then the the last uh, the last Saturday in January. Last Saturday in January, Sopranos. So, awesome. guys, oh, thanks, thank thanks, thanks, Ernie, thanks, Maddie, and cheers to everyone watching on. Bourbon Belongs Cigar Saturday. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gents. Yes, thanks, guys. Thanks. All right.